to the Mammoth Games Cast for the week of March 16th. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filtercord. What up? We're here with some hot takes. We got some hot takes this week. Uh, we're also, we had the past, I think it's been like three weeks, we had Goody with us. Uh, he's taking yep. the week off, uh, yep. which is cool. The, kind of the whole point of it. You know, if you yeah, a little bit time. Yeah, that's a big thing with our intent is like kind of splitting up and having like just the more people the ability to take time off because in the past like you know if you or i were like visiting family or going on vacation or anything we basically had to call the whole show off or do it yeah. later or whatever yeah so um getting in an extra person or maybe even two or three i mean we've been talking to people for a while about mm-hmm. kind of getting more mix-ups is kind of allows everything to go smoother so uh yeah it's totally cool i definitely appreciated having his input yeah. but this is a relatively light week so i don't think yeah, yeah. Miss too much. Yeah. And a <clears> throat> lot throat> of the news stories are ongoing too. As well, you know, if it's something that you're trying to figure out, you know, you're trying to like, where, like it took us. It, I would say it probably took us about 15 episodes to really find our voice. Oh, sir. Yeah, definitely. That's that's when we started converting over. Like, uh, uh, long-term fans will know that uh, our original episodes, we would pick like a topic and talk about it. So we talked about like the new Spider-Man. Like yeah. a whole episode was just about the new Spider-Man or whatever. Yeah, and so like I mean, we definitely pivoted around episode twenty or something. Part of me kind of misses that too, you know. I, I kind of like that. I yeah, like sitting down and kind of the deeper dive apart. stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's what story mode is, kind of. So you know, mm-hmm. maybe uh, you know, here soon we'll be able to have a little bit of time to sit down and go back to a uh, you yeah. know diving back into those. Uh, but if we do have any friends of the show that are out there that are interested, just shoot us an email. Let us know. Sure. Um, and 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 we'll. You know, talk with you and figure out you know what's right. Um, but this week we do have uh, like like Filter said, kind of a light show. Um, but we're going to be talking about some pretty cool stuff. So uh, yeah. why don't we start, of course, as always, with what we're playing? For sure. So um, I've been playing a couple things. Primarily, um, I've put in about twelve hours or something like that into um, what is it? Middle Earth: Shadows of War. It's a Middle okay. Earth name. Um, yeah. Not a great name. I would I would have went with something totally different after Shadow of Mordor, but uh, yeah, I mean it, the the game itself is something I got into when it first came out, which I believe was in like mid twenty seventeen, something like that. Um. So uh, on top of that, like it it came out I think at a busy time and it kind of got buried a little bit. Um. And then now. You know, where I'm coming back to it, it's on Game Pass and everything, so I've been able to, um, you know, just be able to get into it without having to go out of my way. So, yet again, another time that Game Pass is just absolutely killing it. Yeah. Over and, and over again. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing, honestly. The be- um, they, hands down, the best value in video games. Yep. There's not even yep. a question. Yep. So, um... You know, going off of that, it, I can't really tell how much of the DLCs it includes because it seems like I have DLCs with it, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Like, there's not like a good menu that just shows, hey, what what versions all are you running, right? So, um, but aside from that, I am just my interest is just in doing the main game. Sure. So, um, I've been playing through. I've captured a couple fortresses. I actually, I believe I've fully caught up to where I was the original time I was playing it, but, you know, I was able to forget about it in the time in between. And, um, yeah, I've just been enjoying kind of playing around with the systems. Um, you know, that uh, as I was looking for a video to, to play on our live stream as we 
kind of talk about this. It is it's amazing some of the stuff you can do where like uh, you can raise like you can get particular followers that you really like that you kind of raise their rank and like keep them as your bodyguard for the region and make them better and better over time and everything. Yeah. Um, I've been having a lot of fun with with uh, kind of doing my own kind of lesser version of that basically where it's like I don't want to like put in a hundred hours into making this one particular orc really cool or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I'm definitely I'm doing more than just the bare minimum story quests i'm like you know trying to scour um i've got like two regions completely cleared out so i have every collectible every mission i've done at least once uh all of the um all of the captains in the area are all under my control yeah that's pretty that's pretty rare for you you're usually yeah i typically just try to cruise through i think i'm going to like i tend to accelerate as i get farther on in a game Mm -hmm. so like once i get toward the end i'll probably start accelerating and just doing the main stuff yeah but in this game they make it very easy so it's it's like an assassin's creed light so there's only like four different collectibles they give you a concrete game benefit right they give you skill points and stuff and items that you can use so you know it's, I, I think they've done a, a they overall did a really good job yeah. uh we'll talk about this later but wb games was going to be having a big e3 show this year to kind of fill in for some others that were pulling out. Painful. And the question is there. That's like, were they going to reveal, you know, Middle Earth Shadows of whatever, the third game? Yeah. There's definitely a possibility, especially with the new Lord of the Rings show at Amazon. So we, like, we're watching this live stream and there was a, an orc up in this high tower. It looked like he was yelling down at the people that are getting mm-hmm. ready to storm his castle. And I heard him, like, up there going... <laughs> right and yep. then it changed to the people out in the field and one of the orcs started talking and it's like all i could pretty much hear that orc saying was we can't hear you asshole <laughs> <laughs> uh, but funny. for real this game is like it, it does something it it's very rare and i think i probably said this a few times on our show it's very rare that a game comes out and it does something so different that Mm -hmm. like especially us because we're pretty cynical yeah um and not only that but these guys did something so different that it made me like fully like avert my attention and go oh shit like yeah that is so good and really only one other game series that i can think of has even attempted to do the like nemesis system thing yeah which the only one I can think of is Assassin's Creed Odyssey had the other um, mercenaries that would kind of be roaming around in the world and try to like hunt you down and start fights and shit. Yeah. And yeah. it was obviously nowhere near as good as what happened here. So I don't know if it's like, did these guys just nail? Like, did they invent some new kind of code or something that allows them to do this awesome shit? Or... No, they just... I think they just set it up properly. I mean, it's... They have the big investment from the original time they did it. So then they were like okay, we'll just continue doing that. I mean, like, it's it's uh, it's really interesting. And I would love to see this mechanic in other styles of games. Mm-hmm. I would love to see kind of, you know, here's what else we can do with a system like this. It kind of reminds me of the No Man's Sky thing, which was yeah. like, you know, we could make all of these variables take place in, like, one, let's say, fantasy kingdom, right? Yeah. And it's like, I believe that's totally I- doable. And I think that would be awesome. 
Yeah, I do wonder if this is a better version of Assassin's Creed, now that Assassin's Creed isn't necessarily like Assassin's Creed, like how it used to be. You know well, what I mean? Well, Assassin's Creed has definitely changed a lot. It's I think it changed for the better. I'm, I'm really interested to see the like Viking Assassin's Creed game that's probably going to come out next spring now. Yeah. Or maybe it would be a launch title or something, I don't know. But, be, um, yeah. you know, it's definitely like, it's doing something really interesting, really unique. Um... I'm just interested to see what else what else we got going on, you know? Yeah, why don't we just... We'll, we'll just cancel the show, and mm -hmm. we'll just... Like, I'll buy this, and then we'll just both play it and talk about it all day. It's on Game Pass. Oh, well, I don't know good. if it's on the PC version of Game Pass, so... Ah, uh, yeah. It, I'd have to look But yeah, that. it's definitely, definitely fun. Um, another mm -hmm. thing I've been trying out, uh, I got into... And this is actually something I think we might have... As always, something I'm interested in that I forget to mention when it actually comes out because I paid for it like three months in advance. So it's not like being advertised to me anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yes, Your Grace, which is something that I actually played the demo for. I don't know if that was just widely available or if I like emailed somebody for a code. I just can't recall. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, Yes, Your Grace is a kingdom management sim. It looks a lot like the game like Kingdom. Or like Kingdom New Lands. It might be something that people are familiar with. Uh, I haven't played those. I believe those are like platformers. But um, this is like a kingdom management sim. Um, you are... Like the, the main crux of the game is that you're sitting on the throne. Your kingdom has X amount of gold, X amount of supplies, X amount of soldiers, and some other resources. That is basically like... Um, so, you know, you have... Uh, there's like uh, like community happiness basically mm -hmm. uh, morale so if any of those hit zero you're you know pooched if um, you know you're you're choosing certain things so you're sitting on the throne and like a line of petitioners will follow up and like one of them might be a peasant and he's like your grace my you know I'm a farmer uh, our barn was uh, due to like an attack or something you know my barn burned down now we don't have any food and you can say okay, I'll give you five supplies and, you know, use this to survive the week or whatever. Or you can say, um, oh, you know what? Here's 10 gold. Go rebuild your barn. And then in the future, they might come back and say, you know what? You helped us rebuild the barn. I made it better than ever before. I want to give you one extra supply per month or something or per week. It's handled at a week by week basis. So like, it is really interesting the the setup and layout of the game and everything, and uh, it's definitely some like interesting like um, you have to make some decisions that you wouldn't want to make. So you have three daughters, and you basically have to start like marrying them off pretty quickly because it's like, well, I need support because you're going to be like attacked by these barbarians or something. Yeah, and it's like you know you have to start making these really tough decisions that are like, um, you know, stuff that real you know, lords and, like, you know, small-scale, like, kings and stuff had to do during, you know, this this kind of feudal age. That's, like, you have to make some moral decisions that's, like, okay, people are selling drugs, and this drug has, like, causes, like, permanent damage in people that use it if they use it for a really long time and abuse it, right? Yeah. So it's, like, um, do I just allow these sales to go on? Do I come in and say you know what you're not allowed to sell the shit in my kingdom it's gross or do you say you know what somebody is going to buy and use it anyways we might as well make it an official like we might as well sell it as the country and then that way we can regulate it and we get the profit and we can put that profit into trying to help people right 
Yeah. So it's, it's very interesting. Um, it kind of captures some of the good stuff of like Fable Three, when you're having to answer stuff like as the king. Um, so some definitely some interesting stuff there. Um, I haven't been able to beat a playthrough yet, so it's I wouldn't say it's hard, but you kind of have to pay attention. Um, and you can definitely like you have to strategize a little bit, and sometimes that means you have to make some choices that you wouldn't have wanted to make. So I'm definitely interested in kind of getting more into this. Um, currently only available on PC, but I can definitely see this coming to Switch. For sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Overall, really good. Nice. Yeah, I've heard some pretty good things about it. I mean, I haven't, <clears throat> I haven't heard a, like a ton about it. You know, to be honest. Yeah, it's I've been heard, pretty small still. Yeah, yeah, but everyone that I've heard that's checked it out was like, yeah, this is, yeah, this is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. So, anything else? Uh, anything personal outside the games that you've been up to this week? Yeah, that's that's the main stuff I've been doing for sure. Um, just watching okay. a lot of TV. We've been catching up on the last season of uh, Preacher. And then also watching uh, the Castlevania series on Netflix for the first time. Nice. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, so with me, um, I think the main thing I put the most time in uh, was trying to complete a build for Borderlands 3. Um, it is, I guess, the overpowered amp 1 HP build is what these guys have called it. Mm-hmm. It's typically called the Blood Letter build. Um, okay. It's where you have uh, you maximize your shield and you lower your health to gain um, maximum damage because you get um, a bonus to damage when your health is low with a certain skill. Mm-hmm. And so if you can make your health perpetually 1 HP, you're going to have the lowest amount of health, the highest amount of damage output, and then you're also maximizing your shield um like size and on top of that um getting a shield that reflects any sort of negative effect that you would get from uh like having your shield like having your shield attacked by like lightning mm-hmm. um so i'm missing one piece i've been trying to farm for it uh for the past couple days and just have haven't had great luck with it i did notice though they upped the level uh it used to be 50 um now it's 53 level cap Mm -hmm. which is interesting uh but the whole idea of this build is throwing grenades as much as you want and not having to worry about them depleting Mm -hmm. uh every time uh, with this mod that i am searching for every time i throw a grenade um it has a six percent chance to return a grenade to me and if i use a merv grenade that like explodes and drops more grenades um that's six percent per grenade per person that's it um so uh, it's it's pretty interesting there and then the shield that i have or the um mod will also allow me to um instead of uh a skill that i have healing health it'll heal um my shield first so it'll constantly like you basically become like a godless tank that throws grenades um so I was, you know, digging for that. I ended up getting into um, the first DLC for Borderlands 3, the Moxie's um, uh, jackpot heist of Handsome Jack's Casino. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been pretty good. Like, that's netted me some pretty good stuff. Nothing that I need, of course, but it's still um, it's still pretty fun. Like, anything with Moxie is really funny. I always hope she goes, like, she's like, 
hey, sugar. And then she's like, oh, fuck you, you son of a bitch. Because she has, like, a really, like, thick yeah. southern accent when she gets yeah. mad. I, I, I always hope for that. Haven't got to that point yet, but, you know, the night's still young. Um, so I've been putting, right. I think, my the majority of my time into that. Um, as well, I did check it out for one, just one night. I played one night with some friends. Um, the Modern Warfare Battle Royale mode, Warzone, for Call of Duty. Um, and it is surprisingly good if you're into Battle Royale. And if you're into, like, first-person shooters. It feels, um, if I were to compare it, um, it feels like, uh, I mean, the easiest way to explain it is Call of Duty with Battle Royale, obviously. But Mm -hmm. it feels um, a lot tighter than something like, um, like Apex. Like, the... Like, like, everything is pretty much tighter. And I like that you can, like, level things up. It's really good. You get skill, like... In Apex, you pick up a weapon. And your weapon is, um, you know, whatever it is. And you kind of put attachments on it and stuff. Um, in Warzone, you pick your loadout as you go in. And you get kind of, like, more skill with the weapon as you use it. Unlocking new things for it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, it's a really good... They have a good progression system. The map's fairly large. Um, so, you know, it's a lot of chance. And I think my favorite thing that they do is when you die, it's not game over for you. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you heard about that, but... I have. They, uh, your character gets captured and, like, thrown in prison. And then it's a prison fight where all you have is your fists and rocks... And then in the prison, they uh, pick two people, and they do a one-on-one battle in the prison yard. They give you Mm -hmm. random weapons. Each person gets a random uh, roll of weapons, and you guys have to finish each other off. Um, And whoever wins gets sent back to the battlefield, so you get another shot at playing. If you lose, then um, you're done, but your teammates can bring you back at spawn locations uh, if they have enough like in-game currency. Mm-hmm. So uh, for those that ha- haven't heard of it or saw that, um, it's free. All you have to do is uh, you basically download Modern Warfare and then play the Battle Royale mode. Um, but so, so it's a healthy install, but... Um, I, I do kind of urge people just to pick it up and check it out because it's fun. It's yeah. um, they're doing well. Um, I might have more to say on that later. Hopefully, getting a few more people playing with me. It's three peop- three player teams, um, and one of our uh, you know one of the one of our friends of the show. He hadn't had a PC in a long time, and he just got a PC. Mm-hmm. So he's looking to get back into stuff, and I was urging him. Uh, Friday to start downloading this and then of course procrastinated and I uh, haven't heard from him in like a day and a half so um, which is kind of typical but uh, you know may- yeah, maybe getting a few more of these people who are interested I know it wouldn't ever be your jam so it wasn't like hey come play yeah. this with us um, but uh, it-, it is fun it makes for like even if you're not good at it it makes for fun times like uh, when we would play things like um, like Killing Floor 2 Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It, yeah it, if you're going in it not to like win every match, if you're going in to just have fun, um, 
uh, yeah, this is uh, that, that. That's what I'm here for. Basically, it's interesting, and it's also um, kind of, I guess, leads to the question of like, is like, is the purpose of this is like it basically is it is the intent to replace standalone modes right so like is you mean battle royale as a whole um well i mean is this is this call of duty's battle royale platform right Mm -hmm. so like will this replace like are, are there still going to be in each call of duty game that comes out is it going to have a battle royale mode in it like, That's a good question. It, I, I, I mean, it, it sounds like they're going to just move it onto this platform that is free to play, standalone, ready to go. Yeah, the the perk is you buy in to the game and you immediately lock, unlock a bunch of stuff for Battle Royale. You buy into, um, you know, your, um, like, cosmetics and shit that, like, you just kind of want. You know, microtransactional stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, that's where all the money is to be made. I do think that this... it, And I don't think that they will do it. I think it's a good idea for them to do it, though. Um, yeah. Leave this as a, a, a standalone mode that they can update on its own. Having, right. It immediately hurts it when I have to download Modern Warfare. Exactly. I do not like that. Yep, um, you're right. So I, I think they would benefit moving forward, removing this... Kind of like how Grand Theft Auto is like, it's attached to 5 mm. in in Grand Theft Auto. And then they're like, okay, wait, no, this needs to be Grand Theft Auto Online and then Grand Theft Auto 5. Um, so I, I think Grand Theft Auto realized that, but it was too late at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so moving forward, I think we'll see Rockstar separating things like Grand Theft Auto Online. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I and that. I think these guys should do the same. Yeah, I mean, um, there's definitely something to say that's, like, kind of separating it out, like, could hurt some future sales, which I'm sure is why they haven't kind of jumped on this type of thing sooner. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it makes your brand stronger overall, because then you don't have to recreate a, you know, a, another mode in every single game that comes out from then on. Right, right. You can have a team sitting over here. I mean, they have a lot of people... Uh, like and I don't know if you know the standard gamer is aware. They know that there's uh, in, uh, Infinity Ward and Treyarch, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if the standard gamer understands all of the finishing and polish studios that are working on these games. As yeah, well. Raven. Uh, yeah, Raven is so basically all the guys that made um, uh, like comic book video games that you really liked, mm-hmm. like um, uh, like. X-Men Legends and, you know, things like that. Um, mm. All of those guys were bought up by uh, yeah. Activision and the like, and now they're working on Call of Duty titles. Yep. Um, so, it, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting, and I think they could benefit by having their team work together using this as the platform, and then, uh, you know, transferring. Okay, cool. We have Raven. Raven's always hiring. I've actually applied to the same position at Raven like three times over the past mm-hmm. like three years, and they still haven't filled that role. Um, yeah. So they're constantly, obviously, constantly looking for new people, and you know, looking for something that that fits what whatever they're looking for. Have those guys be the team that's working on the battle royale mode. 
Yeah. You know, it's it's already done. It's already well done. Have them support it and do new content updates for it while still leaving in your single-player mode and doing your multiplayer for your standard game like you would bring out like normal. Right, right. Yeah. I, I think that's probably the way for them to go. Um, and aside from that, I'll have a review up soon for a uh, game called Neon City Riders. Um, I was gifted this code um, from Mecha Studios. Uh, these guys are really, really cool. It was completely made in uh, Game Maker 2. Um, it's a... Uh, it's it's a you know kind of a top down action adventure game um, with a lot of eighties influence in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks really good. Like I can't say enough good things about their art. Um, it's it, it it makes me incredibly happy. Um, and uh, the the kind of base of the game is um, you're kind of like a vigilante who's trying to take um, the there's like a turf war going on between four rival factions and they all have a superpower um, Mm. and they can all do something very specific. And you go into a simulation to start the tutorial and you get to play with all four of those powers. You get to have all of them at the same time. So I think the point of the game is, and again, I've only played it, um, you know, I haven't played it enough to really say what happens, um, mm. But you go and you fight a boss, and I think you beat him and um, uh, take his ability, and then you take that ability to your next boss fight. Okay. Um, plenty of reason, because those abilities allow you to do um, new things, unlock new paths. Plenty of reason to turn around and go the other way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, explore an area you may have already have been. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's really cool. It's limited hand-holding, which... In my mind, kind of hurts it because I, there was the tutorial. I was like, "Whoa, I'm confused. I don't know where I need to go. I'm missing something, yeah. and I couldn't find it." Um, but I completely redeemed when you see the art because I'm just like, "God, it's so good." Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, it was of of course uh, done by a studio based in Mexico, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, um, not something that we, you know, hear a, like a lot about. Um, but, uh, yeah, just a really cool action-adventure game. It's out now as of March 12th. Um, you can go pick this up. It's out on PC, Steam, Switch, Xbox One, and PS4. All of the major platforms. Um, for uh, kind of like a varied price. Typically, about 20 bucks uh, is what you can pick it up for. Um, and... You know, I think you'll have a good time with it. If you'd like to wait until uh, my review comes out, uh, I'm going to, you know, have a lot more to say about it then. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't want to like, ruin the review. I want them to be able to kind of get their worth out of get, getting us a review copy. Um, mm. But, yeah, yeah. Fantastic, um, fast-paced action uh, adventure game. Yeah. All right. So, um, why don't we go ahead and move into uh, the games releasing? Um, we have. Uh, I want to say it's the good, the bad, and the ugly, kind of. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but first, if you guys, as always, get the chance, head over to facebook.com/backslashmammothgamesing. Check out all the top news and video game stuff over there, um, as well. Follow us on Twitter. 
at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live and do junk just like this. It's the best way to, you know, connect with us on the daily. Um, you'd be able to uh, chat with us about all the stuff that we talk about here first. And then last but not least, head over to mammothgamesinc.com. Show our website some love. We appreciate that. Talking about some of the more important things um, that have been happening around. Uh, it's, we're starting to pick up, uh, you know, some, uh, like doing some more articles. Um, so that's good. We're, uh, you know, still kind of working out the kinks, but we appreciate you guys sticking with us over there. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into the first game. For sure. So um, on Tuesday the 17th, uh, we're looking at two uh, yearly baseball games coming out. Weird. So the that first it's the one. Same day, right? That's that's weird, right? Very big flex. Okay. Yeah, Is it like just, the start of the season or something? I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know baseball. It's not. Um, I don't know baseball. Yeah. Hot new game show. Uh, so the first one's MLB The Show, twenty twenty, for PS four only, of course, because it's made by Sony Interactive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, what is there to say? It's another one of these. It looks great. It graphically, it's graphically. amazing. If the if the gameplay mechanics are as tight as the graphics look, mm. no wonder this game's fucking killing it. You know, no right. wonder yeah, they this always is the best. Do thing. pretty crazy sales. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's a pretty big one. We don't have too much to say, but like, I just I'm blown away looking at this guy dive for the ball sliding across the grass and seeing like blades of grass like moving stuff. Um, mm. It's it's pretty good. Um, and then it's more ugly cousin <laughs> RBI yeah. baseball 20 coming out for PS4, Xbox one switch, iOS and Android. You say, imagine playing this on your Android tablet. It looks like it's just absolutely two tablet. frames, two frames per hour. Um, I'd swing that tablet like a baseball bat. <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, we could get some really fun gameplay in here. Yeah, I, I wonder if we could, yeah, no, definitely terrible. not my thing. Yeah. I'm not interested in any of these. This one looks a little rough, but it's actually made by the MLB. Yeah. Which is really weird. The advanced uh, MLB Advanced Media. That's them. Weird. So they make uh, memes and also baseball video games. Yeah. There was a baseball game back in the day. I think it was an RBI game that uh, was pretty fun. No, it was, it was back here baseball. Never mind. Carry on. I'd play that. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, those are our two uh, baseball games coming out. Really nothing... I don't think either one of us is really qualified to say anything about them. No. Um, so starting on uh, oh, the shit. Lord's Day, oh, Friday the 20th. Uh-huh. Whew, you already know what it is, folks. Let's get into it. We're talking Animal Crossing New Horizons on Switch. Animal Crossing! I'm yes. It beyond is fucking excited. time. Yeah. Um... I can't wait for him to knock on my tent door and ask me for bells. Knowing tent well, door. He he knows that I, I ain't got that money. He knows. Yeah, he knows I ain't got shit. I mean, I literally just got here, dude. I'm burning my clothes in the front yard, mm-hmm. and he's out here asking me for, for twenty five hundred bells. And he knows he knows that he already took twenty. It's, he's basically the mob, and he's sending his sons to break my legs. Next so here's week. the question. Yeah, exactly. Do I get my knees broke or do I suck Tom Nook's dick? It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Yeah, it is tough. We'll leave that up to. Uh, yeah, that's going to be. That's that. one of the main choices, like moral choices that you have to make in this game. It's tough. It's tough out here on the island. It's tough out here. 
So I'm 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 super excited. I mean, it it seems well, we like they've done That's a really excited. good. Uh, you know what I'm choosing. It seems like they've done a really good job of like responding to things that people have wanted for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. The the editing the terrain is huge because it really is just a random number generator map that you get in the beginning, right? And this one lets you choose between four randomly generated maps, yeah, which is really smart. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you can uh, mod like, it however you want. Then you can go on to mod it however you want, basically. So uh, we're not really sure yet what the limitations are going to be for that, obviously. Um, mm. But it seems like you're going to pretty much be able to do whatever you want with it. Yeah, they've really they've really put it all together in this one, haven't yeah. they? they um, like... So they've they've brought the crafting to a much more like a really reasonable, interesting level. So like when you want to build a bridge, you don't just walk to some spot and then like say, Hey, I want to build a bridge here. And then you have to collect like 87 billion bells or whatever to make it happen. Like you can put in some of your materials that you have that will get it up to a certain perspective. And then you basically have to pay like a, like a maintenance fee or whatever to have like a professional come observe it to make sure it's safe. And then it's all blessed off and ready to go. Right. Yeah. So like, there are these different licenses that you'll be unlocking throughout the game. I think this one's going to have a really good curve into like um, getting into advanced gameplay, getting into advanced gameplay, like end game level content, because in the previous games, it's like, you know, you're born, you move to this Island, uh, you start meeting people or whatever. And then the game is just immediately on its track. Like from basically the second or third day that you're playing, the game is, is stuck on its, rut that it will go on through the rest of time right right right. so in this game it's going to slowly ramp you up to these things so like again at first you're in a tent you don't even have a house yeah right well i Um, mean even before the tent i saw some places that was just like a wood fire stove yeah right a sleeping bag on the ground um well yeah even saying that like so you can see the tent in the background there but like Mm -hmm. um you can put your items outside now like Mm -hmm. they're just making Mm -hmm. it fully customizable right yeah and uh, the crafting is a big part of that. Um, they've made certain things more hardy. So, like, uh, it's harder to destroy flowers accidentally. Like, you have to be trying to rip them up to get rid of them. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Because it used yeah. to be if you walked over them three times, they would just blow away in the dust, right? Yeah, just explode. Um, so, it, it, I mean, it seems like they put in a lot of really smart changes. Um, it, you can, I mean, it's just completely up to your control, and they're going to roll out those control options to you a little bit more slowly than in the past. So, I think I, that it's really intelligent. I really like what it's doing. I'm super excited for it. Definitely. Um, I'll be playing I, this a lot. I'm excited. I think, I, I know I'm excited, and I might be pulling a little bit of a grim here mm-hmm. to be, you know, like a little bit more, like, looking to the future. But right. I think I might be more excited for the things to come with this yeah. game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think I think that's going to be like really really cool and important for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just showing off like, hey, new people moving to town. Hey, new town options. New, you know, new maps that you can check out. Um, yeah. It doesn't have to be a lot, just, you know, the standard, like, service things that they do. Right. Um, and I, I could see them doing some DLC, because Nintendo's been getting into the Expansion Pass stuff. Um, yeah. So, I don't, know, I don't know what that would be, just probably item packs, right? Kind of like Sims. All right. So, yeah, Animal Crossing. I think Animal Crossing looks really good. Um, that's going to be, uh, definitely going to be something we're going to be talking about for the next, uh, uh, probably, month. <laughs> At least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, not not to be outdone. Um, similar, very similar uh, style of game, of course. Yeah, similar style of game, similar uh, crowd that plays these. Uh, but we have two Doom titles. Um, one uh, coming out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Both of them from um, id and Bethesda. Uh, Doom Eternal. Uh, Doom Eternal it looks fantastic yeah just visually everything about it like uh, if if you ever get the chance I I always urge people who are interested in art and interested in um, game creation on how like assets are made to populate games check out some of the guys who work at id because they make some of the most disgustingly beautiful pieces of artwork I've probably ever seen. Yeah. Um, the way that they take this this high quality, like they have, there's two things that make them stand out: is their high quality, uh, their high quality high poly asset on the way that it's rendered into be a low, uh, you know, into the game ready um, mm-hmm. portion um, is outstanding um as well i don't know how i i think i started noticing the trend right around doom 3 when they were going the spooky route which i super appreciate and i wish they would have stuck with um they have a way of texturing things that a way that other people don't texture yeah it's it's interesting their 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 armor like their, their gloss is shinier than other gloss. Their matte is more matte looking somehow mm-hmm. than other companies. Um, and just, it's like it's like to the to the tenth degree of everything. You know what I mean? For sure. Like yeah. their spooky is spookier. Their dark is darker. Their bright is brighter. Yeah, they're they're like especially their weapon and environment assets mm. are so so high quality. Like. I, I, there's companies out there that do really good things at a really high level. And I think these guys are overlooked more often than not. But their assets are so perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, they break things down. They'll give you, their artists will give you an exploded view of a weapon so you can see how it works internally. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. Yeah. Um, as well, the same day, coming out from id bethesda uh this one is for ps4 xbox one switch and pc you can be getting your hands on a doom 64 um which is you know of course that standard uh you know that standard doom uh 64 um but it, yeah it, so it's, it, a, it's it's the it's a remake of the port of the original doom that was released on the 64 right? on the 64 yep <laughs> it's very uh, it's tangled web yeah yeah it's very very inception yeah um but you can as well as you see here get this for free by purchasing doom eternal right so that's pretty good um and uh you know this game is definitely fun like the i think my favorite thing that i see with this game more often than not is people doing speed runs and just like playing with it just doing it's, crazy stuff. Yeah, it's really, really, really fun. Um, so, you know, even if this isn't your thing and you're more interested in the uh, modern Doom, um, 
pick it up and you know give this give this one a shot because it's kind of it's very much uh you know where things like that started yeah so good stuff good stuff and yeah that pretty much wraps up all of the games releasing if there's anything we of course missed um let us know i know uh, there's hundreds of like hundreds weekly games that we miss from steam Oh, for um, sure. And indie stuff. So if there's something that we should be talking about that we're not talking about, let us know. Um, but why don't we go ahead and jump into uh, some epic freebies. Yeah, so um, not to be outdone by, uh, you know, either anybody else's free games of the month or whatever. Uh, sure. Epic is out here giving away three smaller games. Um, yeah. We're looking at Anodyne 2. I remember hearing a lot about the first Anodyne game. So mm-hmm. that's a good one to pick up. A Short Hike. Again, something I've heard a lot of good stuff about. Kind of a little quick story, walking simulator style game. And then uh, Mutazione. Now, I don't know a lot about that one. I believe it is a... Um, I believe it's like sort of like platformy, sort of action-y, kind of... Uh, generally kind of a, a strange little um, kind of monstery, monster-filled game, but it seems very cute. It's one I'm definitely interested in checking out. Yeah, I'm trying to see what this one's all about. Um, uh, a mutant soap, it's a mutant soap opera where a small town gossip meets the supernatural. Okay, so it's like an adventure game. It's yeah, like point-and-click it, adventure. It's okay. an adventure game where juicy personal drama is just as important as uh, the high stakes adventure part of the story looks really good. Yeah, it has a really, really like um, kind of a unique vibe. Yeah, yeah, a really different vibe. It kind of has a familiar look. Like there's been some other games that have, you know, kind of done the same thing, um, you know, here recently. But uh, you know, they're, they're kind of going at it just in a little bit different way. I don't think we really have that. Um, I mean, there's definitely point-and-click adventures. There's story-driven adventure stuff. Um, but I don't think that it's more about, like, digging into uh, a story of, like, a small town and trying to, you know... You're kind of like the the fly on the wall a little bit, trying to get the getting information about other people. Um, and, you know just basically gossiping um the supernatural portion of it i think is pretty cool um and for free you know again it's like it's really hard to like beat some of the stuff because it's like they're literally just giving it to you straight for free it's like hey just take it yeah you like games right (laughs) what i like about that is it gets people a chance to try some things that they might not have tried otherwise right um now up next starting on the 19th getting some pretty big games yeah you know in in the sense of hey these are still free but they're still some larger games so um but we'll probably talk about those in uh probably next week week. yeah all right so time for the nudes all right so obviously um a couple big stories i'm sure everybody pretty much already knows about but we're kind of gathering some things together yeah yeah gotta address the old elephant in the room so, uh, firstly, we're looking at a lot of kind of 
extended effects of the coronavirus that is uh, kind of just hitting every country and just absolutely not letting up. Ravaging. Just beating the shit out of a dead horse. Out of most industries. If you yeah. look at the stock market, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's, it's, a, it's not good. Not no. great. No. It's not great. It's not depression, but it's still not great. Right. I mean, we've had some of the biggest single-day losses since you know, before the 2008 recession and everything. So, like, this most likely is going to trigger a mild recession, which, you know, not always, like, a horrible thing or whatever. No. Like, yeah. But, um, yeah, well, I mean, we obviously don't know what the effects are going to be yet. It seems like a lot of stuff is very much, like, industries and, and businesses and, st- and shareholders and things are expecting things to go really bad. Yeah. So they're kind of making it, I mean, very much like the Great Depression, right? Where, like realistically if everybody just left their money alone it probably would have been okay or it certainly wouldn't have been as bad as it was but then everybody's like oh okay i'm gonna go pull all of my money out in cash and one dollar bills right now yeah so like every bank collapsed like and as well i do think that um with this there's i mean pretty much as always when you have something like this if there's a chance to have fear mongering there definitely will be right and I think with this, there's a lot of a lot of that too. Because if you read an article and it says this company said this, and then someone shares that article and says you know their name, that company's name is in their mouth, whether it's good or bad, it's right. still um, promoting that company in a way. Right. Right. Um, so so um, we'll kind of have to see that. what all happens. But there's been we just kind of gathered up several little news stories about some different effects that the uh covid 19 uh pandemic is triggering Mm -hmm. so um one of them we've we've seen this is just one example but several companies have kind of done some cool stuff kind of giving away some freebies to people yeah um for example pokemon go has uh gone ahead and released a um for for the cost of one gold Mm -hmm. uh you can buy 30 uh, incense items and the incense is basically when you trigger it it's 30 minutes right or 15 minutes I think it's 30 so a 30 minute segment of time where basically Pokemon just spawn around you every few minutes yeah so you they, don't have to have gone anywhere yeah so it brings I mean your character has a radius on what they can see and it brings a lot of the things within a smaller version of that radius directly yeah. to your character's position um, so it's pretty useful yeah, they've also postponed the community day just to like not trigger people to go hang out. Go, with each go other. outside, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they've done some other pretty good things too, like cutting um, the walking distance for eggs, which is pretty yep. typical for them to yep. do during. Um, they do that community occasionally. Days. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty um, it's pretty good. I like seeing this. But now, when you said some companies are doing some cool things, and then you said po. I thought you were going to go Pornhub. Uh, yeah, there's some cool stuff going on there. I won't right. lie. I thought that's what you were going to say. Yeah. I mean, you know, no comment. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> um, I've never been on the internet. I have no idea. I don't, I don't even know what the internet is. I don't even know what the internet is. All right, so, let's go on to this next internet article. <laughs> following up, um, I have these all in print. <laughs> you're, uh, not, you're not doing <laughs> this? You're not doing this in print? <laughs> Huh. I'm on a ham radio right now. Um, so Riot Games uh, and EA have said that they're canceling all uh, in-person public events, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
So basically all live events, uh, I yeah. guess. Um, Riot said they reached this after consulting with teams. The suspension means that the spring finals will take place at Riot's home studio. Uh, the spring finals had been scheduled for April 18th and 19th in Frisco, Texas. But expanding uh, large-scale public events made it a wise idea to move that to Riot HQ. Um, you'll be refunded if you already bought tickets. We're aiming to bring this. It'll, basically, it'll just be digital, right? EA right. said, we're suspending all events. This is in effect until the global coronavirus situation improves. Um, obviously, it was declared as a uh, pan worldwide pandemic. pandemic yeah. On Thursday, the United States has more than 2,100 confirmed cases in 49 out of 50 states. Um, however, in the U.S., the testing situation is really weird due to our you know, private insurance. Yep. And also we refuse to use the tests that have been created by other countries. Uh, for example, uh, of all places, Vietnam has a, probably one of the best coronavirus tests in the world. Well, they it, were really, it works really quickly. They were really, really like self, they were on the cutting edge. Yeah. They yeah. were really self aware of what they needed to do to protect themselves from it. Yeah. They were like, we're going to get nailed, dude. Yeah. They're like, it's so, like, th this will take our whole country. If we're not right, so prepared right now. Right. They prepped up for it. This is obviously a country that is very reliant on tourism and, you know, international travel via ports. It's a very important, you know, shipping country in Southeast Asia. They're the entire... I mean, it's sort of like the reverse uh, Chile, right? Like, it's the entire country hugs the coastline. Yeah. So, like, they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to get nailed by this. Yeah. So, I mean, they were ahead of the curve. They have one of the quickest and most efficient uh, and, the, you know, the, the fewest false positive uh, tests in the world. And basically nobody other than China is using it, of course, because of their, you know, political affiliations and everything. Mm -hmm. So uh, the U.S., we've been trying to create our own tests. Uh, Donald Trump refuses to get tested, even though he was in physical I contact with somebody who is positive. I mean, it's very strange. I mean, not I'm kind of down with that, that, to be honest. <laughs> not saying that we're allegedly that, that, that we're that we're dumb, but I mean, I mean, <laughs> the average IQ in the U.S. is 12. <laughs> I think between us, so, we have four. So it's, yeah, we're doing pretty good. For, uh, <laughs> what was the thing? It was on like uh, some cartoon, but they were like, uh, "So we just gave you the test, and you got a 12. We gave the same test to a used napkin and a stick, and it got a 14." <laughs> you get. You get 26 points for signing your name. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, shit's going to probably get relatively hairy. But, uh, you know, yeah. I think what's really interesting, I talked about this with somebody at work. Um, if Matt is still watching, he'll be able to appreciate this. But uh, it's like, you know, it, it seems really ridiculous that we're, like, closing all these events and things for what is essentially just a bad flu, right? Right. And it, right. it's like, and by bad flu, I mean, like, potentially it's, like, four or five times more deadly or whatever. <laughs> Uh, right. Don't do that. I'm just gonna <coughs> this. Can you can you go. get infected through Discord? Yes, you can. So um, <laughs> good. <laughs> My computer has a bug now. Yeah. Um, it's like, probably had a bug anyway. Going yeah. back to that Pornhub comment. Speaking of, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's like you know, somebody was talking to me, and this an older guy that's you know been not been through situations like this and he's like sure. you know we had SARS outbreaks we had XYZ we had you know swine flu and they didn't go to all this did they and I was like you know realistically companies should companies and the public should react like this to every outbreak like we should have done this when there was the SARS epidemic and H1N1 and 
it's much yeah. better to overreact, right? Like this is yeah. a normal response is like, okay, just get as few people sick as possible. Well, because man. I mean, like we have that um, retirement home in Washington state outside Seattle that had like a 70% death rate. Because it's like, they just weren't, you know, it's this thing of wreaks havoc on older bodies. And young. I mean, if you're, if you're in your seventies and eighties, you're toast, dude. Like it's not really survivable. And like, on the one hand, you know, sometimes you start seeing some of these age brackets or whatever. And it's like, you know, they're not necessarily doing anything good for the world, (laughs) but it's like, dude, these are innocent people. They have, they have nothing to do with this. We need to limit the spread of this as much as possible. You know, right? And it's the way to do that is to just not get other people sick. If I you think get the sick, way to do that is to wipe your asshole with full mm. rolls of toilet paper. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. It's time. It's time for America to really get with the times and get bidets. We need to rise spray up. that little ass down. We need to rise up mm-hmm. and get bidets. It'll make you rise I, up. It, it, <laughs> something's rising up somewhere. <laughs> Um, definitely. My water pressure is rising because I've been jacking that. That's pressure. my blood pressure. I'm trying to. I'm, this thing's coming out <laughs> at 800 psi. This thing's carving new holes. Well, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to know, but thank you. It's like Swiss cheese back here. <laughs> so aside from like things like this, we've seen other things as well uh, be affected. Like um, they closed down. Uh, I think they stopped some of the NBA. Games? Yeah, I, so I, um, March Madness thing. is canceled, dude. On top of that, the entire first season of the XFL, the uh, WWE-funded um, more extreme football league, uh, yeah. that's been canceled. Um, yep. And on top of that, uh, um, a lot of places are pulling shows that they would do to the public and putting them kind of in a closed studio, which is very weird. Yeah. Um, as a wrestling fan, that's what I'm seeing more of. Um, the WWF Smackdown that was record, that was, um, aired on Friday was here in Orlando at the Performance Center Mm. with nobody in the crowd. Damn, that's super weird. It's literally a couple announcers, a couple cameramen, and then the performers. What if there was an apocalypse and the only people to survive were professional wrestlers? And that's how you get those muscle head dudes from, uh, Cyberpunk. Yeah. That's how you get them. Yeah. Um, I do know other, like, if you are a wrestling fan, I do know, like, a, uh, AEW has canceled some of their bigger events. Um, they're pulling uh, their most recent show um, away from, I think it was New York, and they're bringing it back to Jacksonville, and they're doing it to a closed audience, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think we're going to see, of course, hit a lot of these, like, standard entertainment locations I, I would urge people and i would urge them to do this without saying uh w- without like a, a pandemic um but like don't go to the bar don't go yeah. you know don't, don't, I mean, don't, you don't need to go to those places it, it just you know it i would say don't avoid contact but you know like i would say try not to touch other people yeah i mean it's it's part of the thing where like you know you can you can continue to function as if things are relatively normal. Like, don't go buy 786 rolls of toilet paper. It's Right. I can tell it's you, it's really you. not going to do anything for you. You're going to have uh, one raw asshole. Right. And it's, especially if you're buying that one ply shit. Yeah. Get out of my face. You fool. So, 
you know, it's it's just kind of. I mean, it is really weird. Like, I've seen a lot of people say this is exposing all the weaknesses in our society, and right. I think that's absolutely right. Yeah. So, continuing to another weakness in our society, uh, Devolver Digital. <laughs> Strength was th- oh absolutely a strength. They were the first ones. So well, the day before at nine thirty p.m. our time, so a little bit later actually, and or no, we're behind, right? Yeah, so it was like midnight, or it was after midnight, early in the morning, uh, British time, I think. Mm. It was depends on yeah. it depends on if my understanding of time zones is correct. It's uh, not. it's not. Devolver Digital said, "Cancel your E three flights and hotels, y'all." <laughs> Yeah, I think these guys, I, I think they were, you know, I think some of the guys might have friends on that. What is that board for E3? Um, I don't remember. Um, but I think they had some people in, like, I think they had friends with people that were on the board of E3. And then those people were talking about the possible closure. Mm. And I think when a friend had heard... Um, like, hey, this is going down. He told another friend. Devolver immediately shared it. Um, I'm surprised that friend wasn't Jason Schreier because he. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of people were like, there was a lot of news stories that were getting ready to break. It seems like. Yeah. That was like, uh, I guess e uh, the Entertainment Software Association ESA. Yeah, the ESA was cool. like reaching out to a bunch of people that were like, okay, what are we doing about this? Like. Do we have to cancel? Like, who's going to show up? And, like, more and more people were pulling out. And I think they just hit a critical mass where it's like, we're not making our money back here. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, you know, looking more at that, like, it's not not surprising that E3 was canceled, um, Mm. you know, after everything. I think, like, when we were talking about it, I I originally was like, see, I don't think they will. I figured that they would have maybe closed it off to maybe the public mm-hmm. so they can still retain some of those funds but i am very surprised that they were like no let's just do it and i think oh, that's fully from, canceling yeah I, I think that that comes from um you know not having the influence if nintendo and sony may have still been there i think they may have closed it off to the public and just you know refunded the money and still did you know their thing um yeah but now it looks like that they're going forward with um, doing a uh, online trying to do some digital stuff and right. showcase um, some of the industry's announcements. Um, but that doesn't change the fact that we were maybe on the cusp of some really, really big announcements. Yeah. And now, I mean, yeah, like we, like I said earlier, um, we were expecting WB Play was going to fill in for one of the people that dropped out. Yeah, um, WB was kind of slated to have their own stage, like a yeah. pretty big platform. Where I so that is it, interesting. I mean, they have a Batman game to announce for sure. They had a Harry Potter that they were the going Harry to Potter talk RPG. about. Harry Potter RPG, and then I heard they were also supposed to talk about what Rocksteady was working on, which is TMNT. Um, mm. <laughs> God damn yeah. it! The hope has to live somewhere. Got to. It's gonna live right. So here. it's it's very interesting. Um, we'll just have to see, I guess. I actually think it could be really good to just have a more constant release of news and reveals and stuff throughout the year, rather than all at once. So you know, my question is, um, I don't think this will be the old nail in the coffin for E3, but will this kind of reinvent how E3 works? Like, Mm. are we going to see less live shows and more showcases um, and turning the show floor into something more of uh, 
panels and experiences for the games that now you already know about. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. I think I, um, I think we're going to see a lot of places kind of do that pivot. Where it's yeah. like, so Nintendo a long time ago, I think, saw the writing on the wall. And they were like, okay, we're doing directs now. right? Mm-hmm. We don't do a stage. But they still had these really good these really good uh, facilities on the show floor, right? Like, yeah. a lot of times I heard Nintendo was one of the best ones on the floor. They I would mean, build, like, Luigi's Mansion Luigi's and, Mansion. like, yeah. Animal Crossing Town and shit. Like, they do really cool stuff at the shows. And I think that frees up some funding for them. Exactly. I think it frees up a lot of funding for them to do cooler things for the people who are experiencing the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I like that idea, that it's more of a Comic-Con and yeah. like less of a like, hey, you're gonna go sit in this room and watch this world premiere. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's cool to experience that with a lot of other people who are really excited, um, like like I imagine. But if they wanted to do something big like that, why wouldn't they just, you know, okay, let's hold a like live session, let's do a panel, and then we'll talk about it at the panel at E3. Uh, that's fine yeah. too, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and they'll get the same pop. You're still going to have the same, if not more people, and you're spending less money on renting out an entire freaking room. Um, mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't help the ESA at all. But, you know, it, it kind of is what it is. But, um, yeah, you know, you can look for that to be, uh, you know, some more announcements as we move through um, into summer, like late spring into summer. Um, and of course, we'll keep you kind of updated on um, where we'll be able to see some of the stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, did we hit everything there? Or? No, I think we still have. Oh, there's one last one here. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of, we talked about sports a little bit. That's why I kind of forgot about this. But um, sports games are having uh, kind of big problems with. Uh, kind of like tying into live events. Uh-huh. So uh, NBA 2K20, we'll talk about 2K again in a minute, um, had a feature called My League Mode, which allows you to begin a career based on the current stats of the NBA and take it from there using the actual schedule. However, if you try to start it, the game basically crashes to try to simulate uh, that the event. Coronavirus. Because it doesn't actually exist. <laughs> Sorry, that's... Oh, that's that. So their game it's functions funny, properly it? is what what the, what I yeah. Hearing. That's what actually really happened is that they tried to start March Madness and it and it collapsed. So, you know, it's good to know that their stuff's working proper and all that. All right, so let's move along. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know too much about uh, this one. I played it back when it first started, but. Uh, it looks like State of Decay 2 is, gets a Juggernaut Edition upgrade. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I, did, I, did, I haven't actually seen this. Yeah, so uh, again, Juggernaut Edition is on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Folks, best deal in gaming. Uh, PS Now, catch up. Yeah, um, yeah. So State of Decay 2 Juggernaut Edition is a revised and refreshed version of the game. Uh, it includes all DLC previously released. That's pretty big. All existing versions will automatically be updated to Juggernaut at no charge. They're just straight up like, oh, okay, here's wow. the best version of the game. Here it is. That's awesome. That's really amazing. Um, so again, if you're playing on Game Pass, you have the complete version of the game available to you. Yeah. Boom. 
Um, so breaking down some of the highlights, they did uh, visual and gameplay improvements. Um, we created a brand new map. So that's cool. I mean, that's typically you get like, there's like four or five maps to choose from and you just play throughout that area, right? Right. Uh, we completely rebuilt post-tutorial to better teach players. We added a new category of heavy melee weapons. Mm -hmm. We revised the user interface. We improved the controls, including odd, uh, splitting dodge and stealth uh, into kind of new control modes. That was a problem um, I played the first time. Yep, yeah. I agree. Graphical improvements, um, better lighting, foliage, optimization. We improved the audio. And we fixed dozens of mission and gameplay bugs. Good deal. So they're just straight up like, all right, here you go. Our game was jacked up. It's not jacked up anymore. So, you know, come check out yeah. all of that. Um, yeah, this game was cool. If you're, you know, uh, like not aware, you can also get this on Game Pass for PC. Um, and basically, you kind of live the Walking Dead life. Like... It, you you create a um, a camp. You can basically create heroes of that camp. You can edit mm. them, um, give them jobs on what they do and you know how they function, um, and then you can explore with them. You can swap between them, take them out on missions while the others you know stay back and you know work on whatever they need to do. Um, and it can get uh, you know. Pretty, yeah, pretty, hairy. pretty tense, yeah. pretty hairy. And it's cool that you can play this with multiple people. Um, I Hell do yeah. really, really, really enjoy that. Um, Go buy an Xbox One. As far Xbox. as... Uh, I mean, that's the thing. You don't even have to. Um, I played this on PS... Or I played this on uh, PC while PC. one of my friends played on Xbox. Yeah. Um, so it's it it's really cool on the way that you know all that's integrating. Um, just came out a couple days ago, and everyone got upgraded to it for free. Like I'm in, for sure. Um, so if you have a PC, get Game Pass. You're welcome, and then get this. If you yeah. on Xbox, you should already have Game Pass. You should be. I would I would also honestly out. get both too, because the PC Game Pass seems to have like a really tight deal with. Um, Paradox, so they're going to be putting out uh, Crusader Kings three on oh on PC PC Game Pass. Game Pass. I believe day one because that's what they did with Imperator Rome. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I kind of want to play this game again now. Uh, yep, <laughs> that's the goal, and that is something again to to kind of talk about um, the benefit of being an internal studio. So Microsoft did buy these guys. Or yeah. they were a Microsoft studio to begin with, one of the two. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, yeah. Being a Game Pass thing, they can just kind of track and be like, hey, how popular is this? How many people are still playing this? When we release a patch, how many new people start playing again? Yeah. Or it's how many like people pick it up for the first time? Like Built-in analytics, for sure. Yeah, having that kind of fully internalized stuff allows this game to just be like, hey, fuck it, let's just give them all the DLC for free. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you want to drive people back? Let's go ahead and do it. Yeah, so, I, yeah, pretty exciting. kind of want to go back and play this again. So. I'm definitely interested in getting into it again. So, maybe okay. we might be doing that at some yeah. point this week. We, we, Especially if, if I get uh, quarantined from work. Yeah, if we both get quarantined from work, you can expect so again, probably a live stream from both of us here on Facebook. Like, State of Decay 2. Yeah, so just to go ahead and just fully dox myself. Like, I've already talked about where I work and everything enough, so I don't really give a shit. So, like, the... My, my workplace is, like, a much older workforce than normal mm -hmm. because we're one of the newer 
um, nuclear plants in the U.S. So a lot of people were hired like out of like college, pretty fresh, or straight directly out of the Navy. A lot of people were in the Navy on nuclear subs, and a, a lot of people that I work with. I mean, like I think a third of our workforce is over fifty, and like two thirds is over forty. Yeah. We have seventy-year-old employees. That are like they just want to keep working because that's just what they've done for seventy six years. So like, it is I mean, dude, if they get sick, they're done, dude. Like, so you're telling we, me there could be a position open? Yeah, we're definitely gonna have some open. I mean, <laughs> we already have some openings, but like, let me know. You know, because as I, I mean, it's 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 crazy. Like, yeah, that we haven't kind of tried to shrink back more because. I mean, it's a big thing. Like we've the companies like made this big pandemic plan and everything they're going to do to respond as things get worse or whatever. But they're like, well, you know, until somebody gets sick, um, you know, until somebody's been diagnosed, basically, we're not going to like order a full quarantine or whatever. And it's like, dude, I, you know, my spouse works at in retail and like in grocery store retail that is getting hit hard of people going to like buy a shit ton of wet wipes or whatever. Sure. Like, um, you know, Always my coworker that the, the person that sits in the desk directly next to me, his wife is a pediatric nurse. Like, between between the two of us, uh, of our our two family units, we have people working in the two most likely to be infected places, other than like public school teacher, right? Sure. So like, if if I was well, a public school teacher, anymore. it'd be over, dude. I'd be dead. So yeah, I mean, yeah, school has been called off, dude. Completely called Nobody, off. Nobody. As far as I know, this could have changed, but for a while, nobody under 40 had died of the coronavirus in the yeah. world, right? So, like I said, that could have changed, but calling the school off is strictly to limit the spread. It is not because these kids are going to get it and die. Right. Right? So, it's it, this is not like, um, you know, this this is not a disease that's targeting children. No. It's not well, smallpox I mean, or something. It's targeting they can like, get it. infants, younger children, for sure. Like, they, oh, they no, have they, they haven't died. The infants are all doing really well with it. Like, no infants have died. A, a two-week-old baby got it in China and survived. Damn. Something about the, the virus is very explicitly targeting older bodies, right? Interesting. What, maybe that's just God's hatred? <laughs> I mean, you never know. <laughs> I think if God was going to kill somebody, he would kill Gen X. I, I, I think I, I think we're I think we're rounding it back to this is how State of Decay started. Yeah, well, I mean, State of Decay, they're still alive, so it couldn't well, be that. Well, no, they're survivors, <laughs> but the the virus hasn't mutated yet. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once the virus actually mutates, Once we're definitely going to get like zombies with huge lungs or something. Yeah, we're going full screamers. Max. We're going to get screamers. Yeah, we're exactly. going to get. Well, we should probably call them a, like. What they really are. They're a witch, right? From, yeah. From uh, Left 4 Dead? Well, I do see something being different. Like, the witch is, like, very scrawny, mm -hmm. right? I think oh, that... Well, I think the screechers created by coronavirus will be really, like, chunky in the torso to house these giant lungs. Well, and especially just America... Like, Americans in general were, were a, a little bit bigger. So it's like a bloater uh -huh. mixed with a, a witch. It's like a bloater, but has the effect of a witch. And, like, when it yells at you, it, like... A, a ah! tunnel hits you and you get kind of like blown back and if you shoot him in the chest the lungs explode and spread coronavirus everywhere fuck yeah i've got and, this game all figured out folks yeah all right so tune into <laughs> our live play on wednesday <laughs> yeah really i'm gonna i'm gonna create corona jam wait a minute oh that's a legit good idea <laughs> yeah 
Uh, Hold on. So, <laughs> next, moving on to something next, else you can do in your house all day. Yeah, next fun bit of news. Um, we got word that, uh, of course, Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC this summer. Oh, yeah. Um, that's pretty big. Uh, now known as PlayStation's head of worldwide studios, Herman Holst, mm. announced it via the PlayStation blog um, back on the back on the 10th, so about five days ago from the recording of this. Um, My man. And there was some interesting feedback on this. I don't know. Did you see that? What, what oh, yeah, some there was of the a people lot of, had to say? There was a lot of cool stuff. There, well, there was also some negative stuff. Like, there was a video of a guy just trashing his living room. Just, like, ripping his PlayStation out and, like, breaking it. And I like seeing people break shit. He's like, thanks, Sony. You know, th- th- this was an exclusive just for me. And it's like, I never understood that. And he, like, Herman Hulse said the same thing. He was like, I don't understand why <laughs> having other people enjoy something you enjoy would be a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a thing of, like, there are people that are, like, super... Um, like, it's the same type of people that are like, hey, if somebody else starts liking this new band I discovered, I'm going to hate them. And I'm going to just, yeah, it, it, at that point. I mean, it, it, it's cool to dislike, you know, like, like not to like the popular thing. There's a whole right. wide range of people who love doing that. Um, I, I, honestly, I can be guilty of that. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I'm I think anybody can. Yeah, I mean, it, it's possible. I I, I, I try to be completely, like, open-minded. If I like something that other people... Like, look at Call of Duty. I, I, do, I do not like playing Call of Duty multiplayer. But... Right. I'll give them props where it's due. Their... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, their Warzone mode is really fun. Straight um, up. I mean, it's definitely a thing that's, like... Um, I think that's just, like, a maturity level thing. That yeah. at a certain point, you're like... First of all, if you do like something... Then if it does well, then that means you're probably going to get more of it, right? Right. So, like, when the first Iron Man movie came out or whatever, it was really good that it did well for people that like Iron Man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, it was because, really like, good for people who liked Marvel movies. Yeah. They're the people so, who benefit the most. Out of it because right. it led to everything else. It led to everything else, exactly. Yeah. So, like, I, you get that, and then also at the same time you get the things where... Uh, even more mature i think hey i personally hate call of duty single player multiplayer all of it yeah but i'm 100 percent happy that it exists right because sure. it is for somebody mechanically it's just not me mechanically the game's sound like you yeah. can say all you want about how the game is terrible and things like that but you yeah. can't really say that their um controls are bad you well, can't I mean, even say if it weren't i mean even if even if the controls <laughs> suck i mean if somebody likes it that's fine oh you know, yeah of it doesn't, course, it of doesn't course hurt me that something else exists in the world there, so I, I don't get that and and it's something that I, I remember going back to one of my original managers while working in retail he mm. like we were talking about a game don't even remember what it was and he was like uh yeah that game's shit and i was like well we haven't even played it yet you know it, it, mm. it might be pretty good it's not even out yeah and, and and he's like he was like jay it's okay to not like things and i was like yeah but it's also okay to look at you know the glass half full and give the guys a chance yeah but it's like it's and even it's, if it's not bad, that you don't like it because you haven't interacted with it right even if it's bad even if it is bad i'm pretty sure there's one redeeming quality of pretty much yeah. every game that you play you're right or every experience every movie 
has some redeeming quality to it. Something that someone did or even behind the scenes to make, you know, production better. There's something that happened that made that that project worthwhile. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's, like, people should be a little more, like, maybe open-minded to that. Yeah. Say, hey, it's not for me, but maybe it's for someone, and that's cool that they got it. For sure. Um, so looking at this, the first thing that I thought when I saw this is, okay, cool, Sony is bringing things to PC. One of my friends is like, I want God of War so bad on PC. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, it, it's possible. Um, I saw some stuff. Uh, I saw some stuff. Like, I, I saw one, um, Greg Miller, when they announced the cancellation V3, he tweeted, dust off kind of funny game showcase notes. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to do something new. And then he was talking about working from home because of all this. He wants to like, right. you know, protect his teammates. And um, then he said, hey, maybe there's some people that we can speak with on our segment. Um, we've got cool friends. And like, give us some ideas of cool friends that we can Skype in. And Corey Barlog's like, I'm cool. Yeah. I was like, huh. <laughs> Um, and like looking at this, like I think we were talking, we talked about it a little pre-show. I'm pretty sure that MLB the show came to PC, right? Yeah. Um, I think it came I to th- PC Yeah, we were last talking about year. that. Yeah. Yeah, MLB the show. Uh, I don't know if I trust those. <laughs> Let me see. I think they were talking about it more as well. Yeah, I mean, I think Sony is kind of this was like article. the way that um, mm-hmm. so Microsoft in the past has said, you know, Sony and the PlayStation are not our enemy. Our enemy is Google, right? Right. And our enemy is these like ultra five K gaming PCs or whatever. So it's like I think Sony kind of sees the same writing on the wall. That's like as our systems, our consoles get more advanced, they're just getting closer and closer to being PCs. Yeah. So like eventually everything will probably become a PC and you'll buy your Xbox, Windows 10, NVIDIA, you know, whatever, like, um, and it'll become more modularized and things like that. And, like, of course, the advantage of a console is that you can program exactly to capitalize on what that one thing does. So there'll always be some room for something like that, I think, in the market. But, you know, things will continue kind of leaning in that way so i think sony is 100 percent on the same board that's like you know what we're not going to put our games on the xbox because that is literally our competitor but we don't compete with pc well, if you're a pc only gamer you're not going to go out of your way to go buy a ps4 because i mean that's literally all you have to do to get all these ps4 exclusives is get a ps4 right it's cheaper than your gaming pc you so the I mean? mlb communications this was back on december 9th when we talked about it and that's why it, registered in my mind i was like we talked about this yeah. before okay um mlb mlb plays uh which is the mlb players sony uh san diego uh, which for some reason we're not following that's weird um and playstation announced a multi-year multi-platform video game partnership extension for mlb the show mm-hmm. um and this is um They've entered a multi-year extension to continue development and distribution of MLB The Show, the award-winning, officially licensed video game. Um, 
This partnership will bring MLB The Show for the first time ever to additional console platforms beyond PlayStation platforms in early 2021. Mm-hmm. And with that, we immediately got that tweet from Xbox that says, no more away games. Um, so it looks like it's going to be hitting everything in 2021. So with that said, that's why I was like, I remember talking about this and going, hey, I wonder if this is, you know, not our thing. We could give a shit less about MLB games, like as we stated earlier in the show. But that's really good because it's showing Sony is maybe being strong-armed to do it by MLB because MLB wants to make more money. Mm -hmm. But it's also showing them the willingness to um, work with others. Especially going into a new console generation, not knowing if they're going to come out on top or not. It's a smart move. Let's get our stuff on other consoles so we're making money. Um, And, uh, of course, now we're seeing Horizon Zero Dawn doing that. I don't look for that to go any further. Um, I would expect to see, um, you know, some of their other big franchises making that leap as well. Um, You know, things like God of War. Um, You know... I'm just and, more interested in seeing like Persona 5 make the leap to Switch, folks. That'd be rad. It needs to happen. Yeah. I'm not buying Persona 5 uh, Golden or whatever they called the new one. Yeah. Unless it's on Switch. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll see more of this moving forward. And I think um, more so, I think, when they say it's coming to PC, uh, I imagine Sony in the future is going to be making a... Uh, like having their PC app be able to, um, you know, play all of this without using a PlayStation, um, mm. kind of like game, like basically Game Pass but for PlayStation. Um, moving PlayStation now, I think they'll just rebrand it, you know, just to get away from the bad stigma that now has had, um, and uh, yeah, of course go with a better name. I would imagine because <laughs> PlayStation now just doesn't doesn't r- like roll off the old tongue. Yeah. So, moving right along, um, this one was pretty big. Continue with sports. Um, the NFL and uh, 2K have projects in the works again. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh-huh. interestingly, that again means that there's going to be multiple, kind of like the same way we said, hey, these, you know, there's two baseball games that are competing with each other coming out on the same day. What's up with that? Yeah. This is going to make that opportunity for multiple, um, you know, multiple NFL games to all be coming out at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Straight up, it's competition. Um, it, it's good. Um, even if one of them is much better than the other one in, a, like, a wide margin, um, the one that's not as good, I, I feel mm. like, still has a space for these people that are interested in doing something different. Um, and, and it's also getting, you know, the developers... Uh, you know they're getting to some people are getting a chance to work on something that they may have like really wanted to work on and doing some cool different things that yeah. maybe not Ma- like like maybe that Madden's not doing. Um, so this was surprising. This was a big. This was I was like wow. I mean we've had Madden forever. Madden was one of the first football games I ever played aside from like Tecmo Bowl and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and that was back in like. Good God, like 95, 94? Yeah. So it Madden has been around. It has been the staple football game forever. And, you know, now we're seeing, you know, 
I'm not saying we're going to see a switch or anything, but yeah, anything's possible. Um, 2K is, they're very capable. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with this. Um, they uh, haven't had their contract active with NFL since uh, 2004. Um, yeah. So, you know, that, that's, um, that's pretty big. Uh, I was looking to see... Let me see when that was taking effect. Um, I don't see it like right out of the. Like, I I don't see it like right away or anything. But yeah, uh, it um, on this article. But uh, yeah, I was looking to see like when this was um, slated to start, and their first game was. Um, scheduled for but yeah i don't see it um but that's fine it's still pretty big news that like nfl is branching out and maybe we'll see that with um you know things we've talked about before as well like uh star wars or you know um like big properties like that yeah giving them a shot all right and then the last one um our savior trying to save jesus video game retail your boy reggie joins gamestop Reginald. Yeah, uh, he's this is a pretty interesting. Like, I mean, this is basically like GameStop had this news release that's like, okay, here's what we're trying to do, and it kind of it has a lot of data here. Um, they talk about the appointments to the board and everything. They talk about people's history and why they're bringing them on. Um, base. I mean, the the stock market reacted positively to the news at the time. Yeah, I'm sure they've since lost that. <laughs> But um, they're still up by uh, like 0.6. They're up technically 15 point, uh, 15 and a third percent mm-hmm. currently. But um, yeah, it, basically um, Reggie is stepping up um, as uh, board of directors and enhances corporate uh, governance to drive ongoing business trans- uh, transformation. And it's like they need a full workaround. Um, I mean, he's been doing he's been doing that for Nintendo for a very long time, and I, I find it weird that he decides to retire from Nintendo after thirty five years of you know like service or whatever. But then he's like, okay, I'm gonna go be a um, professor. And he was teaching. And then now he's like, nah, I'll go to GameStop. And it's like, I, I wonder if it's just like, you know, a goal. I wonder if he's like, I think I see GameStop going down. I wonder if I can pull them back. Um, For sure. So with that, I, I would hope that uh, they, you know, we see some turns. We see GameStop um, stop focusing on things that gamers don't want. Um, to try to fuel their business and try to trick gamers into getting things that they don't need, like credit cards and smartphones and cell phone plans, and turn more to this is a place where you go to talk to someone who is knowledgeable about something that you're interested in. 
And I'm not talking about the, you know, yearly person who comes in and buys their sports game or the yearly grandma who comes in to buy a game for their kid or, you know, their uh, grandkid. I'm talking about the person that comes in, uh, you know, a couple times a month, looks around and, and has, you know, like not necessarily some questions, but they have some things to throw back and forth that you could help point them in a direction of something that they'd be interested in that they might not otherwise be interested in. That was the whole point of the business for me while yeah. I was there. I wanted to show someone, oh, you liked... Oh, okay, cool. You really like Skyrim? Well, you should really check out The Witcher. For sure. You know, it, it's, it's, it's important to be doing that because not only is it driving sales for something that you enjoy, but it's also opening someone's eyes and broadening their horizon on something and it's kind of you know I, I think that extension of my interest trans kind of transfers to this podcast where we talk a lot about things that um we're interested in you know sometimes we get into things that we're not like sports but we always try yeah. to like hearken it back to something to open someone else's eyes about something and i i really think that in the market that we're in right now with video game retail, the thing mm. that people need most is a knowledgeable person to talk to them about what they're buying. So you don't end right, up I mean, with, you know, um, like a No Man's Sky situation. So you don't end up with a Destiny 1 situation. It, it really is like, um, like we were talking about earlier in the beginning of the show, like, there's like a thousand games coming out per day yeah you know and it's like there is something to be said for like you know you go into gamestop and they say oh well right now we just got a used copy of destiny 2 i think that you would really be interested in or whatever but then there's also something to be said of someone that's like yo there's this awesome game on steam we obviously don't have a box but i can sell you the steam gift card or i can sell you the code right here you can go home plug the code in and it's downloaded yeah and and getting that person to go when you check that out when you come in next time, look for me because I want to hear about your experience. Right, because it is like, it definitely helps. There are times when, you know, somebody would come in and it's like, you know, it's like a grandma and she's like, well, you know, I'm looking for a game for my grandkid's birthday. And I'm like, okay, what do they play? You know, and then you hear like two games. Like, what did you buy for them in the past that they liked? Oh, yeah. um, you know, Call of Duty and Battlefield. I'm like, okay, well, there's a new Call of Duty that you're probably going to want, right? Or, you know, if you hear, like, you know, uh, Mass Effect and Halo, it's like, okay, this is a Xbox player, um, they're into some of the original Xbox games, how about Gears of War? Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a lot of different stuff you can find, and those were some of my best interactions when you're talking to, you know, one customer or, like, a small group of people that are all together for, like, 20 or 30 minutes about what they might want. Like, that's much better stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and... It's it if you can get that there, and I do kind of like their idea of and you know current coronavirus situation excluded yeah. um, of having a spot where people can come and sit down and play things for a period of time. I always kind of like that idea about mom and pop shops where they had like a couple TVs set up in the back. You guys can team up and you know like it, it's it's kind of interesting to say like. 
hey, what do you guys want to do this weekend? Like, okay, well, uh, we all don't have the same system, but we could go to, like, a local place, and we can close the doors, and we can all do, like, basically like a LAN party of a game. Mm-hmm. You know, or, you know, something like that. Or yeah. we could just all go spend hundreds of dollars and get the same system and, and play kind of indefinitely. Um, but, you know, it, I, I do kind of like that experience, especially if it's a lot of things that are kind of expensive. And if they can get you some other things. Like, um, imagine doing that for, like, VR. Just setting yeah. up full VR. Like, I went to went to a place recently that had Beat Saber set up. And I was like, that's cool. That's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. Like, it, it's like, um, like the rock band generation would have lended incredibly well to that. They, they missed a very large opportunity by only having, like, one rock band section set up and you can only play, like, guitar or bass. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They, they, they could do something like that. Maybe they don't sell games there, but maybe they sell, um, you know, like, other small things for like VR specifically, and then it's also a place that's more of a, an attraction rather than a retail. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of a, like a lot of um, space available for them to make money, especially because I mean, who are they competing with? Like, GameStop's competing with the big box stores that don't right. know about video games. Exactly. Like if you go to a Walmart. Like electronics section, there's a there's a chance that the people there will be like interested in games and maybe have played a lot of stuff, but it's that's guaranteed at GameStop. Yeah, and it, know, there's it, no yeah. question. The like, guarantee is you will see someone with their stomach hanging out at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's all and about it might be experience. you. It could be you. Yeah. Don't let it be you, folks. It's pretty terrifying. <laughs> um, but that's pretty much all we had for the show today. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, I think um, it was a little bit shorter show, a little bit lighter week, but um, some cool stuff. Like, I'm going to continue uh, checking out uh, Neon City Riders. I'm going to do a review of that um, and hopefully wrapping up my Borderlands 3 uh, hunt for this item um, before, <laughs> before next week. Um, so, of course, we're five days away from Animal Crossing, so it needs to hurry, need to hurry my ass up. Um, but if you guys would like to talk to us on the daily, uh, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Like I said, you can check out all of the gaming news over there that we talk about here first. Uh, as well, check us out on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live and do junk like this. Um, and keep an eye over on our website. Um, if you're over there, make sure you're clicking on the articles, checking them out, read through them. Um, don't be afraid to uh, hit that little heart button. Um, lets us know what you guys uh, are thinking of it. And I keep saying it, but I'm still working on getting that member section up. So, again, bear with me. Bear with me. Um, yeah. But for Mammoth Games Inc., I am Night Swarm. And I'm Filter Cord. Have a good one.